Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and leadership coach, and today I'm thrilled to welcome Kate Hayes to the show. Kate, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Caroline. Oh, I'm really excited. We're going to dive into a juicy conversation to talk about so many things, but particularly your area of expertise about how people can get involved with nonprofit and volunteering organizations and hone their leadership leadership roles and also become agents of social change. It's really cool to hear what you're doing in the career space, and I'm grateful that you're willing to talk about it today. Yes, I am excited too. This is my absolute favorite topic to talk about. Yay, I can hear it in your voice. (laughs) So let's dive right in. You are the director of Direct Impact at Echoing Green. So tell us a little bit about that and what Direct Impact is. Sure. So the quick background of Echoing Green, we're an organization that's been around for a little over 30 years. And our primary focus has been supporting social entrepreneurs who are working globally to solve some of the world's most pressing challenges. We do that through a fellowship program and have to date supported about 800 of these incredible leaders. And one of the things that we've learned over the years is that in order to drive social change, social movements, there really needs to be an ecosystem of support around social entrepreneurs. And so we started to think about as a growing and evolving organization, what other players need to show up for social change outside of just the social entrepreneurs that are directly doing the work. And we very quickly knew that we needed to work with corporate leaders. They've been a part of our ecosystem for a long time and they have incredible skill sets to offer for social change. And it ties in with our fundamental belief that everybody has a role to play in solving some of these social problems. So Direct Impact is a board leader program where we take cohorts of individuals from the private sector, usually mid-career in their 30s or 40s, who are at a point where they're ready to think about what it looks like to take their work beyond their day job and think about what can they spend their time, their talent, their treasure on that's going to be really meaningful for them. And through this intensive three-month program that includes retreats and workshops and site visits, we ultimately prepare them to join boards and to engage in the philanthropic and social sector. Wow, you have the coolest career ever. I love it. I really do. (laughs) You really do. Well done. Well, you're in the right place. I'm thrilled because you've got millions of people listening today, many of whom just cocked their head during lunch hour and said, hey, I want to get involved. So how can the individuals listening, some of whom may already work at a big corporation, uh, how can they make social impact while keeping the day job? Yes, it's much much easier than we think. And I think that for so long, it's it's been this, should I do well in my career? Should I do good? And the notion was that, well, in order to do good, I have to leave my corporate job and work at a nonprofit. And while it's absolutely okay to do that, lots of people make that switch and, and many switch from nonprofit to corporate. We really need corporate skill sets in the nonprofit sector to help organizations thrive. Because when you think about an early stage social entrepreneur, they're often one person or a small team, and they don't have 
team members that have marketing skills, finance skills, auditing skills, but those are what corporate professionals have and can bring to issues that they really care about. So I think the very first step is once you have the desire to make a difference is figuring out what that looks like. And volunteering in general is a really powerful tool. And we think that board leadership is the epitome of volunteer service because you're building a long-term relationship with an organization where you can serve as a trusted advisor, as a as an advocate, as a thought partner for that organization and really bring everything that you have to offer with your corporate skill set and just as a human who's interested in solving a social problem to to that organization. And you know, Kate, as a career coach, it's been really exciting and empowering for me to see the shift in corporations. They're really sincere about social responsibility and impacting change and doing good in the world, as well as honoring the bottom line of their business, their service, their product. So I think it's a whole new world that we've got this hybrid approach that we can do well and also do good. Exactly. And what corporations are seeing is when they embrace that, their employees are happier, they're more engaged, and that ultimately impacts and improves the bottom line for them. So it's a it's an absolute win-win. And what I've seen from, again, my vantage point as a career coach, it's especially important in attracting young talent, but it's also encouraged more seasoned professionals to jump in and incorporate that do good social responsibility, make strong change and impact the world as well, because they never thought that they would have that opportunity in their day job, if you will. Exactly. And I think that there's, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that there's so much attention spent on young professionals that are just entering their careers. And then a lot of attention spent on those that are towards the end of their career and are traditionally the ones who start serving on a bunch of boards. And there's not as much attention paid on that middle. Um, And those in their 30s and their 40s who are 10, 20 years into their career. And for many, they feel like, oh, well, I guess I need to wait until I'm I'm further along in my career to really make a meaningful impact through board service. Maybe I'll do volunteer days or spend a day teaching kids, whatever it is. But when we tune in to them and say, actually, you are at an incredible point in your career where you're established enough that you have more control of your time, you have access to a lot of resources, and you have this great skill set, we have just the role for you, which is becoming a board member. Um, And a lot of the issue that I see or what I see lacking is that confidence factor. Well, how am I good enough to help a, a social cause? And that's a really great place for me as a nonprofit leader to say, you're taking it seriously and you want to do it well, um, which is then where that preparation comes in and when we can prepare them well, instill that confidence and help them translate those skill sets. Um, they're ultimately much happier in their careers and making a deep impact outside of them. And I do believe that work is more than what we get paid for. for so for somebody to to really understand what they want their work Uh, their work of their life to look like, um, both in their day job and outside. It's a really exciting and powerful thing to see. Oh, that's incredible. So help me understand, because I know a lot of our listeners are saying, okay, maybe I am a young professional, maybe I'm mid-career, or maybe I'm even more seasoned, right? It's a very multi-generational audience. How do they get started if they've not, to date, been on a board? What's the first step? 
The first step is deciding that you want to join a board. Um, <laughs> so that's a great place to start. And the second is really thinking about how to prepare yourself for that role. Traditionally, there's not a lot of training that goes into nonprofit board preparation. And that's a really big issue because we see that nonprofit boards are not all that effective. They have challenges with effective with their ability to think strategically. So with Direct Impact, we're not only trying to prepare individuals for this, we're trying to reshape the way we think about board service. So the, the very first thing outside of that desire, figure out what sort of trainings are available. And I always think some is better than none. Um, so whether it's a local government-run training program that you can start to learn about the responsibilities of a board member or something that is much more intensive like Direct Impact being a three-month program where you're still working, uh, but you are engaging in these retreats outside of work, figure out how you can learn how to be most effective and once you've got that, then you have to figure out what sort of organization you want to get involved in. And I think there's this, this notion of context versus content. Hmm. And context is, I really care about education. So I'm going to find an organization working in the area of education that is really exciting to me. It's really important to have that mission alignment, but you also want to think about content. So let's say my skills are in marketing and communications. Does this specific organization need that skill set? Or am I okay with an organization working in economic development if they really, really need my marketing skills? So figuring out what that balance looks like for you in terms of the issues that you care most about and the value that you're going to provide to that organization is a great next place to go once you've figured out how to train yourself a little. Yeah, I, I so appreciate that. And and. Also, your wisdom about, you know, take some time, be intentional about it, do some research and really think about what you bring to an organization. I want to add this as a career coach, and you tell me if you agree. I also, from personal experience, honed some brand new skills serving on boards. For example, some financial skills in, in fundraising and in budgeting that I didn't necessarily have under my belt, and I learned by doing alongside more seasoned volunteers, and those were a great asset to me in my career. Yes, Board leadership is such an incredible leadership development opportunity for professionals uh, because for many reasons, but including that when you are earlier on in your career, you might not have the opportunity to be the ultimate decision maker of an organization. Um, so to be able to engage in those strategic discussions, like you said, to be able to learn how to fundraise, which is a trainable skill, mm -hmm. a challenging one, but it's it's possible. Um, and to, to learn how this organization runs day in and day out and to have that responsibility in the partnership is an incredible opportunity for growth. Kate, tell me a little bit more about your ideal audience for direct impact. How do you recruit? How do you identify talent to be part of the program? Sure. So there's two tracks. So we we recruit individuals who are working in the private sector across industries and want to join this sort of program. And they come to us and apply. There's an application process it's it's fairly simple, but it's an indicator of what this program is is really all about, which is 
growing as an individual and applying that leadership growth to a nonprofit board. Um, it's not a traditional board training program as, as somebody might think about it, but you develop as a leader, you understand where you are in your purpose journey, where you want to go next. Um, so individuals come in that direction. We also work directly with corporations who say, this is a great engagement tool for my employees. So I'm going to select a set of them to go through a cohort. Um, sometimes we do cohorts just with one company. So it's an opportunity to really develop a culture of philanthropy within that corporation. Um, and sometimes they'll just send two or three people through one of our more traditional cohorts that bring individuals from across different industries and companies together. Um, once they apply, um, it's a short application. They go through an interview process to get to know us and for us to get to know them and then ultimately join the cohort. And does the company sponsor and underwrite the costs for the individual that, that eventually ends up in the cohort? For the most part, yes. If they are coming coming on the company track, the company is paying for their employees to go through the program. For individuals, many of them are able to have their company at least cover half of the program fee, sometimes all of it. They just have to do a little bit of digging on the inside of the corporation to make that happen. And some individuals really care about developing themselves and have access to their own resources to fund themselves to go through the program. Uh-huh. And some get very creative. And we've seen crowdfunding. We've seen asking for birthday gifts towards their program fee. I love um, it. We love the entrepreneurship in that component. Absolutely. Hey, I want to chat a little bit about your expertise in leadership development. That's certainly something that uh, you showcase in Direct Impact at Echoing Green, but you also write about it a lot. I've, I've read some great pieces in Forbes that you have penned. So what are your thoughts about leadership development and how board volunteering can really enhance your leadership skills? Yes. So a little bit of my background as it ties into this is my background is actually in neuroscience. And so I've always been really interested in human behavior Mm -hmm. and thought that I was going to go down the research track, but figured out there was a much better way to apply that, which was leadership development. And so the way I, the way I approach leadership development is first and foremost, knowing that leadership looks different for everybody. And it's really easy to create this profile of what the ultimate leader is there's thousands of books on the perfect style of leadership but what I've really embraced is that everybody is their own leader in their own way Uh, but what's most important and what I spend a lot of my time in direct impact is helping people understand their leadership values what they care most about how they're living those values both inside of work in their volunteer service in life and using that to develop skills such as self-awareness empathy humility Um, so it's it's a very personal way of supporting leaders Um, i too am trained as a coach so a lot of a lot of the leadership development comes from the coaching lens um, and helping people come to their own understanding of what they want their leadership and legacy to look like. Awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your background too. So Kate, my perception as someone who has been on boards for the past decade is that there's a there's a beautiful change, right? There's an evolution to how boards are being run, how they recruit their talent. Tell us about the landscape of nonprofit boards now and what can be improved? There's always room for improvement. Yes, there is. And I also do agree that there's been a lot of great changes in in the past decade or so um, in terms of nonprofit boards. But the in general, 
there's still a lot of work to do. And I think one of the biggest issues is that boards are not very diverse. Um, if we look at racial diversity, gender, um, socioeconomic status, age, there's a lot of improvements that we can make. But what's really important to know is it's actually easier than we think. It just requires a level of intentionality and a level of commitment to make boards more diverse. And I think that once we do, um, knowing that also, like leadership, diversity looks different to every organization and inclusion and equity are equally important parts of that puzzle. Once we can shift to that, we're we're going to have better teams because we think of boards as teams yeah. um, who are working towards this common cause. Um, when we shift that, we're going to see boards performing better um, and being able to have more difficult, nuanced conversations that ultimately will help to drive the change that they're looking to achieve. Wow. Hey, let me ask on a personal note, do you carve out time to prioritize serving on boards yourself? I have served on quite a few. Okay. I'm actually not right now. Um Given um, a lot of the support that I'm providing to our social entrepreneurs and really, you know, a lot of my time is spent on developing these corporate leaders and now I'm spending almost just as much time working directly with the nonprofits to help them as a board consultant. Um, so while I'm in board meetings many, many times a month, um, I, I don't personally have the capacity to serve on any myself. And I think that's a really important lesson too is that you've got to have the time to engage meaningfully yeah. um, and to really give to that organization. And if you don't, it's okay to take a break, um, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. Good for you. Well, you're making change from the inside out. So well done, my dear. <laughs> Kate, what a joy to hear your story and all the great work that you're doing at Direct Impact at Echoing Green. Thanks for being on the show. I learned a lot from you today, and I'm grateful to have you on as a guest. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all of your board service. Thanks, Kate. And hey, if you listening out there like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and even better, leave us a review and let us know what career development topics you're interested in so we can address them on a future show. You can find me at Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And I want to give a special shout out to my amazing podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, our executive director of publicity and communications, and Claire McInerney, our executive producer. Ladies, you rock, and it's such a joy to work on this show with you. Thanks for listening, and take good care. Oh, 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 oh